The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative Word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. And then also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. <clears throat> and uh, there are two videos at the top of the screen there. The one on the left is an educational video from Bradley. Uh, he didn't have a show yesterday. I don't know if he's going to have one today, but if he does, it'll be at, for two hours at 3 o'clock. If he doesn't, we'll have another educational video up in that area right there. Uh, on the left side of the page. The right side is where we are. Now, you guys on the video platform, that you're seeing the image from yesterday. Again, I told you. I don't know what it is with the population of... <laughs> it's, it's the same IP address. I don't know why it doesn't pull it up the same, but browse different browsers pull it up different. Anyway, that'll look a little different there. 
Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see the Rumble icon. Join us in the chat on Rumble. Love to have you over there. We don't get as many people on Rumble chatting. We get a lot of viewers there, not a lot of chatting going. But uh, join us in the chat over there. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, um, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, as well as a number of Facebook pages that bear my name, public and personal. And then we're also on Twitter. If you have Twitter, we stream live to Twitter at the Real Tim Brow two. Don't put the end there; put a two in its place, and you're good to go. And then on Twitch at the Real Tim Brown, we've got one or two people that actually are coming over there. I, d- I don't really promote a lot of those except to make mention these are the different outlets. But if something goes wrong, you can always go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We're live right there. Okay, all right, right up under that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those a day between seven and eight p.m. Eastern. If you want our ministry email, that Sons of Liberty Radio or Sons of Liberty Radio.com. And you can sign up for that on the front page. Of course, if you want to donate, you want to keep us out there with the message we have, there's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And guys, we really do appreciate you very much. I, <clears throat> I'm going to play one video here. Uh, and then I'm going to give you one good news report, okay, from yesterday's The Good Report. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed yesterday's show, being able to give good news, inspiring people that there is still good in the world. With all the evil and all the bad stuff that's going on that we have to report on, that we not only just report on, we're wanting to do something about it. We want to stop it. We want to we fight against it, okay? It's nice to bring together that there are people who are doing uh, some good work there. And so uh, this one is one I wanted to do, and I can't remember. Uh, She, let me just check. I brought up the thing and I watched it yesterday. Let me just make sure. Okay. Okay, I can't play it. The video people would get it. You guys listen to the radio. Unless you know French, I guess you wouldn't know it. But there was a, I'll have it in the archives. This lady, French journalist Anne Lar. Bonds is cut off on live television when she mentions that Russia is evacuating citizens from the Kherson region of Ukraine due to Ukrainian troops launching strikes on facilities, including hospitals. Ukraine is doing that. They're launching the strikes on facilities, including hospitals. And then all of a sudden, right as she said that, it went black they changed off, and they were immediately, oh, we're sorry, we lost her. And you know, how, you know how the game's played, right? All right, so that's one of those. Now, I want to give you one of these, and then we're going to get into our show today. Um, <clears throat> if you didn't get the, um, the good report yesterday for October 21st, you can get that at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, like I say, I'm trying to have one every day. It takes some time to run down some stories here, of course. Uh, but we got several. This one here, I'm just going to let the, let the report play, and then we're going to get to our guest this morning. Uh, who's filling in for Kate this morning. Uh, A good Samaritan climbs into horrific school bus records, stays with the injured driver until help arrives, and he says, what's amazing is I was running late today. Tell me why. I can tell you why. For all of those who poo-poo what I gave you the other week about the providence of God and the decrees of God, in God's providence, this man was held up so that he could be of service to this bus driver. Don't doubt me on it. Don't doubt me. This is not cosmic pinball, okay? Things aren't just doing whatever they want to do out there apart from the Creator's decree. They're not. God is truly sovereign. As I've told you, even the devil is God's devil. He doesn't do 
whatever he wants, just however he wants, that he's autonomous to himself. Nope, he has to have the permission of God, which is part of his decree. And I want you to listen to this report. Check it out. Not to breaking news out of Forest Hills, a school bus involved in a violent crash by Taco Bell. KDK's Ross Gadotti is live for us near the scene along Ardmore Boulevard. And Ross, I have to say the damage done to this bus, just incredible. Quite frankly, if anybody looks at this, you've got to wonder how the driver even survived. By the way, we're on Ardmore Boulevard, intersections of Kenmore and Sumner Avenue. I'm going to step out the way, and you can get a better look at the scene right here. Apparently, it was a Lincoln coach line, Pittsburgh Public Schools. Did the driver lose consciousness? Was there a mechanical failure? Was there some other kind of thing? Was it we a vaccinant? We do know that that stanchion for the Forest Hills, the famous Forest Hills sign, the metal stanchion, act like a can opener, ripping what would be the right side of the bus from the driver's perspective off. Now, you could see the engine sitting there. You could see the front dash in front of where the engine is. And off to the right of the engine and the front dash, you could see that is the front axle. That gives you an idea of how intense this impact was. It essentially pushed the body of the bus and made it half the bus it once was. Now, as this was going on, a lot of people stopped, a lot of people looked at it, but there was one man, Kenny Fury, who, as you're about to see in this next video, was actually the first to go up and assist the driver. He took a shirt off because the driver was apparently bleeding significantly. And Kenny's asking the driver at this point, are you okay? He kept saying that he was just trying to keep him in conversation and kept looking at him. And the driver literally said, did I crash? And Kenny said that, yeah, you had a bit of a fender bender and that's the ultimate understatement. Now, paramedics would eventually come 30 minutes after they got on there, they were able to get the driver out. But we talked to Kenny Fury about the moment he jumped into action to try to help that man out. The man was just sitting like this in the vehicle and he looked like he was still conscious, just kind of shaken up. I crawled up into the wreckage, the, the closest I could get to him. His head was bleeding on, on this side. And I had nothing with me. I'm covered in blood. I took my shirt off and I wrapped my shirt around his head and I put his head back and I held him. Kenny Fury told us, and he got really emotional when he told us, he goes, I actually was late for work by five minutes. He says, either way, I may not have been able there to help the guy, but he was there. He did take care of the gentleman. Now, the condition of the driver, we don't know, taken to an area hospital, but one of the more miraculous things about Whoops, uh, we had something cut out there a little bit early Just there. As they come about. Reporting live, Ross Gadotti, <laughs> KDK News. All right, so you see what happened there with that bus. I mean, this bus is like, looks like it's crammed up into half with just the back little section where the back wheel to the back door is. And here's this guy goes out. L listen, friends, this is why Christians should be those who are learning first aid. They're learning good health. They're learning how to take care of others. And not just because you're a doctor or an EMT or something like that or a firefighter, just you yourself. You may run across these things and you may be put in a situation kind of like Kenny was into which the Lord in his providence has put you there to do a good work, to show love for somebody. Did you hear what he said before? Lots of people went by and they were rubbernecking, weren't they? They were looking. Remember the lady up in uh, in New York? Rumble, Rumble kicked me off for a weekend. Uh, because I simply showed the video of this guy attacking her, stabbing her on the street while people rode by. 
Nobody stopped. Nobody got out. Nobody dealt with the criminal. He stabbed her I don't know how many times. Dozens. And then once he was done, he left, and people just walked by looking at her bleeding. Boy, you want to talk about a modern-day version of the Good Samaritan story? That's it. And I'll bet you, those people that walk by, I'll bet they walk right in the house of God, among the people of God, and they act like, God accepts me. He loves me. No, he doesn't. When you, don't, when you show a lack of love for your fellow man, you're showing that you have a lack of love for God. Okay, And you need to repent if you're one of those kind of people. With that said, uh, we've got a special show today. Uh, we have live with us Simone Plout. Uh, Kate calls her the silver bullet. She's coming back with us live over there from England. And she's at the, the memorial for Jeff Wyatt. And uh, Simone, uh, how are you this morning? Welcome back to the Sons of Liberty. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show as always. And I'm covering for Kate today who is uh, unable to be on the program and I'm very happy to cover for her today. Yeah, now you're you're over there at the uh, at the um, memorial for Jeff Wyatt. Now interestingly I am, yes. Yeah, interest I'm at, um, Speaker's Corner, which is in Hyde Park. Okay. In the centre of London. I'll I'll just um I don't know how easily you can see, but I'm I'm here. I'll put. I don't know if you can see here. Yeah, a lot of it of it focuses here. in on you, but it blurs them out. I don't know if you have a setting on Zoom that does that or not, uh, that blurs out the background. Uh, that would have to be taken off. But there's a lot of people out there. Okay, there's a lot of people here. Yeah, let me see if I can um, turn the camera around. No. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. You're coming from there. How how many? There yeah, it's still it's still very blurry. I don't know why yeah, that's it's still very blurry. I'm sorry about that. No, I that's don't okay. Know why that's happening? That's okay. We've but, got you okay. on. We've got you on now. Just for people to understand, we had Jeff on with John Alooney, uh, who has been all over the news, at least in the alternative news. Uh, we had him on those guys on back in June of this year, and then yeah. it was shortly after that. And Jeff has been, just so people understand, those of you who follow my Facebook, you may remember the picture that if you're on Rumble, it's over there. But if you're not, I'll show you the image. Uh, this was Jeff Wyatt. Let me make it big here, or sort of, sort of big. This is Jeff Wyatt. I, I posted this on my Facebook uh, sometime back. He's He's got a shirt on that says, Resist, Defy, Do Not Comply. Uh, and then he's pointing to a sign in the back of a car that says, just one more booster to flatten your pulse. This was the kind of guy Jeff was. He he wasn't a, yep, he wasn't absolutely. one of those. Yeah, he wasn't one of those guys to back down. He was a race car driver. Uh, he was an activist here that, that we see. And uh, then, lo and behold, just a few weeks later, uh, he would be driving. I think he was on the Isle of Man. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yep. He was driving a race car on the Isle of Man at a... A professional racing track and sadly um, he uh, suffered some sort of medical emergency and uh, yeah very very sad he was such a wonderful guy such a wonderful inspiring man and I remember um, being at protests and he had some amazing banners that he'd written himself um, the one I particularly remember the first time I met him, he had one that said, this is tyranny. Yes. And I remember it being stark and absolutely to the point because that was at the beginning of the whole lockdown period where we were being told that we couldn't leave our homes. We were basically being being put in prison in our own homes. And it was uh, a pretty terrifying time. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he was a good guy, and now they're having this memorial for him. Can you tell us, because things are a little bit blurred, and I think it's because maybe you've got for when you're on, you want your black background blurred for whatever reason, and then you want to show yourself, and that's fine. Uh, how many people are are gathered out there? Well, there's a, there's a good 120, 130 people, and I was wow. at his funeral on Monday where there were um, at least 250 people there as well. So he's a, he's a man highly respected. He was a very, very respected and um, revered um, member of the freedom movement here in the UK, very much so. Yeah. Now, I un my understanding is that John O'Looney is the one who took care of Jeff's body. Uh, have you heard any yes, word yes. from John, John was leading John O'Looney led the uh, he's a funeral director and he actually uh, was officiating um, as funeral director at the um, at the funeral. And it was deeply moving because they were very good friends and it was really sad um, you know, to to witness him um, leading the funeral for uh, his own friend. And they were similar age, so it's uh, it must have been very tough for him to um, be uh, there as his his friend was 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 inside a um, you know going through the the, the funeral process. It's um, and hearing the family and friends paying tribute to him was mm. very very tough for us, and yeah. particularly for the family and and the closest friends. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Kate called me. Uh, it was after the show on a Saturday, and she called me, and she was just broken uh, that that John yeah. that Jeff had had gone uh, on, and um, uh, so I know he was he was really appreciated. Uh, you know, he was taking a lot out of his own career to go and speak out against the tyranny, made him a target. He could have just kept his mouth shut, been loved by the fans, you know, of doing what he's doing, but he took the he took and counted the cost. And he went and did what he needed to do, which was a righteous thing to do. He was like what I spoke about earlier this week out of Ezekiel. He was the watchman on the tower calling out that the sword is at hand. You people need to be awake. You need to be aware of what's going on. And so he's to be commended absolutely. for that. Calling out the sword is, yes, absolutely. And uh, at these times, we are being called by God to show who we really are. We're being called called to straight what kind of people we really are and um it's uh this is the time when we decide what we stand for and um whether the luck you know uh, an easy life and materialism is more important than the conversation we will have when we meet our creator and that will be a conversation we will be having and uh jeff was someone who will be meeting his creator with a um, his head held high because he stood up for what he believed in and cared about other people and um, bring the message uh, about what what was going on so that as many people as possible could be woken and um, see what was was really happening. Yeah, he, he was fearless in that. Uh, Simone, hang on. What I want to do is I want to play just a little portion of the interview we had with John Looney, Jeff Wyatt, and uh, Kate 
back in June, just so people get a flavor of who Jeff is. If you don't know, if you don't know him, if you missed the show, or if you even saw it, this is a little flavor. And I was trying to do it during the intro there because I was talking with Kate for about twenty minutes before the show uh, and when you were on. And uh, boy, she's got some stuff. We're going to try to get her on in the middle of the week next week. And she said, you know some of this stuff that's going on. So hang on with me. I'm going to play this little thing. This is from the interview we had with Jeff uh, earlier in the year. The pantomime. The pantomime. Absolutely. Can you hear me, Kate? Yeah? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Kate is one of the bravest, fearless women I know. Amen. Um, She came when... She came into my life on August the 29th, 2020, when she took control of the stage at Trafalgar Square. Because there was a, I, I think it's safe to say, Kate, it was an eclectic mix of people on that stage. And uh, you were there as MC. And I note that you've been in trouble with the authorities in this country because they think that you organised it. And uh, you didn't organise it. You turned up and you were uh, master of the ceremonies and uh, you uh, brought some sort of order to that uh, um busy shall we say busy stage and since then you have been a force in the movement in this country and indeed internationally and uh, it's a pleasure to know you and indeed gentlemen like john o'looney who um you know we happen to be in the same town we grew up in the same town uh, john's office um his funeral parlor is actually just a couple of hundred yards away from my family home john you i don't think you know that uh, but um, yeah, you'll you know, not I, need far to go then when that time comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's he's on radar. Little on did she mobile. know. Um, and you know, we we un- we know the same people. We know the same place. I understand exactly where John is coming from. Um, he's one of the most authentic men that that I know. Um, that I know. Um, you know, you look at the guy and he oozes respect. He uses integrity. And when John came out and went public with what he is witnessing firsthand, um, it was massive. And John is not alone. There are so many people worldwide now that are seeing what is happening. Um, and I, I, I woke up in, on day two. Uh, I say to people, it wasn't day one. It took me 24 hours or 48 hours to work out the con that is going on. And it hit me like a runaway truck. Um, I started waking up at 9-11, really. You know, when when those so-called planes hit the hit the towers, I thought something's not quite right here. But I parked it like most people. I parked the whole thought about this is a created con. This is all about controlling the people. And for several years, I just parked it. I Where is the hole in the Pentagon building? You know, why did building seven collapse? You know, these are all questions. And then all of a sudden, all these other questions that have been um, um, coming into my mind throughout my life hit me like a ton of bricks in March 2020 when I realised they're conning us. It's a hoax. Why are they talking to us like this? And everything that is happening now, I, uh, excuse me, by the way, I've got really bad hay fever at the moment. It's really, the pollen in uh, in England is really bad at the moment. So <clears throat> I'm sounding a little bit husky, a bit huskier than normal. Um, but um yeah, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And throughout April 2020, um, even my political friends, because as Kate says, I'm from a, a uh, well, one of my backgrounds is political. I joined UKIP in 2014 when UKIP was prodding the establishment in this country. Um, we were instrumental. The party was instrumental at that time, led by Nigel Farage, in getting the referendum. And the establishment did not predict that the, the people of Britain would stick two fingers up to the EU project. 
Um, and we, with a handsome majority of, I think it was 1.6 million people, voted to leave the EU, which is the same tyranny that is purporting, that is, um, that is subjecting the, the world um, to this genocide that is going on right now, that people like Kate and John are seeing first-hand witness account of what is happening. It's the same issue. The New World Order. People say to me, who is this New World Order? Well, I'll tell you who they are. They are Ursula von der Leyen, the latest Nazi-looking head of the EU. Where did she come from? Why do these people come from total obscurity into positions of massive power? The EU have got this habit of this. There's this famous sketch of Nigel Farage rounding on the Frenchman, whose name I forget now. And he said to him, this is like 10, 12 years ago, where have you come from? You look like an ineffective bank clerk. And this guy that was running the EU commission for for several years was a nobody. He was a yes man. The new world order is full of yes men. It's full of people that just look at their monthly paycheck that are um, are not motivated by conviction. That's who the new world order is. People like Klaus Schwab, um, heading the World Economic Forum with all his sycophants around him. Did you see Davos? Did you see? I was particularly um, frustrated and annoyed with uh, Mark Carney, the ex-Bank of England chief, mm. going into a meeting wearing trainers. Arrogance and dismissing um, the, the, the audience that were listening to him. He is the new world order. He is the man that is doing, he is the type of man that is doing the bidding of these people, the invisible people that are run the world, the banksters that are running the world. What we're going through right now um, in this charade of democracy that we live in, I know you guys in America have had your fraudulent election um, at the end of 20, was it 20, where are we now? Yeah, 2020. Um, you know, despite the mass of evidence that that election was a frauded election with ballots missing here, ballots missing there, Giuliani in New York openly saying that the, the amount of evidence is, is abundant and the establishment, the deep state in your country is exactly the same as the deep state in our country. They bury the evidence. And for whatever reason, Trump decided to um, uh, live with it. Um, I personally think on January the 6th last year, he ran out of bottles. I was thinking that the, um, this would be a situation where Trump would do a full JFK and call for the uprising that is needed because we're in a situation where we are at war against our own establishment. In your country, in our country, in Canada, there is no more defining example of a New World Order sycophant than Justin Trudeau in Canada. And what, uh, I'm going off a little bit of a sidetrack here, but what happened in Ottawa uh, earlier this year uh, was massive. And I said, when this huge protest started with the truckers in Ottawa, which was supported by a huge number of ordinary citizens in, in Canada, not just Ottawa, that the New World Order would emphasize the destruction of that protest because they knew it was important. If they won, the whole movement worldwide would have been injected with enthusiasm. As it was, the spokesman, a very eloquent guy who was a spokesman for the protesters, started saying things like, we will keep this peaceful. We must keep this peaceful. And he said it far too many times. And that was the moment when I thought, they're going to lose. Because the authorities know, at that point, they were really fearful of the numbers. It's the numbers that count. With all the protests that we've done, I've been on many protests with Kate, John as well, it's the numbers they fear. 
whenever I have been on protests where there's been a few number of people, especially in my first, and for the people in America, um, you know, my career, if you like, started, and I don't want this career, I assure you, on May the 16th, 2020, I was so frustrated about the obvious hoax and con that is happening in my country. Now, I heard loose talk that there was a gathering organised for Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park in London, where, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that is the epicentre of free speech. So I'm a free Englishman. I want to go down there and I want to have my placard that says freedom over fear. And I want to hold it up and I want to um, petition the tyrannous government because that's what the Magna Carta says I'm allowed to do. It's not even allowed. It's my duty as an Englishman to call out the tyranny. So I went down there with my friend Paul and I turned up and uh, there was about 70 of us. That's all there was, just 70 people, but far more metropolitan police all told up and they were all um, instructed to quash that protest. I was shocked, but I was not going to be silenced. I put my placard up and you can see the video out there of me being arrested. It was a shocking moment for me. You know, I've never hardly had an engagement with a uniformed police officer in the past. So there I was cuffed, thrown in a police van and locked up for six and a half hours for having the audacity to stand up at Speaker's Corner calling out the tyrannous government. Now that day that they imprisoned me for six and a half hours and charged me with a criminal offence was the day after Batso Boris Johnson was having a beer, cheese and wine party in his back garden in Downing Street, laughing at us useless sheep. And the Metropolitan Police provide security for the government and for the royals. So they Mm. knew. They knew. Yeah, so so you get a flavor of who Jeff is. Uh, you can tell from the from the first that he is not a man who is necessarily about himself. Uh, he promotes those who are doing the work, such as Kate, such as John, the other people who have been out there uh, speaking the truth and such. What do you make of that, Simone? I don't know if you saw this particular show or not. Would you say this is the Jeff that yeah, you guys I knew? Did. Yeah, would you Absolutely. say this is the the Jeff I'm the Jeff Wyatt that people ought to know? My camera now, so you can see. Yeah, that looks great. That looks great. So you can see what's going on in the background. So you can see there's a lot of people here, and there's a there's quite a, a memorial event being organised here. Yeah, absolutely. That was Jeff. Um, everything he said there, I I totally uh, that was the person I knew and admired and respected. And it's just so um, that's a perfect uh, interview for you to select because uh, that absolutely is the um, it's it, it sums him up in no uncertain terms. And um, I've just there's a, a banner just here on the ground. Yeah, this is I don't know if you can see it. Yep. Experimental COVID back to kill. That was one of the banners he held up at, at protests. Mm. So I hope that gives people a flavour of what's going on here. Um, and uh, I've been asked to say a few words um, on behalf of the event. So I'm going to go up to the front and oh, okay. um, make myself available. Okay. All right. Well, if you need to go, you let me know. If somebody needs to hold your phone, we can tell them to turn it around, and, and we'll let we'll hear what you have to say about Jeff. Uh, you know, in talking with Kate this morning, one of the things we're going to bring her on is she's been doing her due diligence into Nazi Germany, and what she found out was was that uh, when she does a parallel between what, what Nazi Germany was doing 
and what is happening today, she said, Tim, we are far beyond, we are far ahead of their plans of what they had. And she was even making mention, she said, in the basements of the town halls, in the basement. And, And I've heard, look, I've heard tales about guillotines in FEMA camps and all this other. I've not seen any evidence. That's the problem that I have. People say there's guillotines, they bought 30,000 of them or whatever, and that may be. I'm not saying it's not, but I've not seen any evidence. But she said, I've looked, they were guillotining the, guillotining the elderly uh, below in the basements, face down. They were guillotining the uh, others. And she said, this, this whole thing about the shot is just the beginning. The real bad stuff yeah. is coming, and she was elaborating on how this new health system is rolling out, which is, I, I think this is why they wanted to push the Obamacare stuff here in the U.S., uh, was to basically cut off, it was to cut off anybody that needed any health care. Because if you're in a situation yeah. of health care, she's saying this new system is going to use algorithms and artificial intelligence to determine how you're going to be treated and if you're not of uh, if you're not of any value to the state, let's say you're elderly, she said, your value to the state is three hundred pounds. I don't know what that is. That's only a few hundred dollars in, in American money. I know that's what they consider our elderly. That is the exact opposite, Simone, of what Scripture says. Scripture says the hoary head. We're, we're to we're to we're to draw wisdom from them. They are a wealth of knowledge. They're not worth three hundred pounds. They're worth. They are our mothers and our fathers. That's right. The fifth commandment says, honor thy mother and thy right. father. And we are, we are watching the mothers and fathers of our country being dishonored and discarded and um, literally done away with in, in ways that is absolutely shocking. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a very, very dark time. It is, I, and I can say this. I, I'm look. I'm with the people who want to re, who try to remain peaceful because I'm going to tell you what. As soon as war breaks out among us, not over there in Ukraine, among us, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, I think back to the film The Patriot when Mel Gibson, you know, used his character to say, "This is going to be fought on our in our homes. It's going to be fought among our children. They're going to see it with their eyes." I desire no war. I, I really don't desire that. But I'm telling you right now, when it comes when it comes here, and it's here, it's just people aren't aware of it. It's not so in your face, I guess, yeah. uh, as people perceive war to be, and that's the that's the subtlety of the devil. But when it comes here, I I advocate peace until there's a means to defend yourself. And when there's a when once the defense starts, there is no stopping it. You eliminate the enemy. We're not going to play by the rules of Barack Hussein Obama Satora Sabark that says, "Well, you can't do it unless the enemy shoots at you." Wait a minute. Once the once the attacks start, and I think they have started. But I'm talking about well, they, once they, it becomes start, right in your face. Yeah, that's what, exactly what's going to happen. They Go ahead. Started with the flaming arrows of the evil one. Yes. And those flaming arrows were not visibly flaming, but they were arrows. All right, they had a uh, a syringe on the other end of the arrows, and um, that's what we have to recognize. Yeah, and speaking with Kate, and again, we're going to try to get her on, but she was just sharing so much in the short time that I had her this morning that I was talking before we got on the show. Uh, you know, she was just giving an account of one man in the hospital, and the nurse said he was just upset of what she was trying to do, and he said, I've got to go administer end-of-life 
to this patient over here, and when I'm done, I'll come back to you. Now, I don't know about you, Simone. I get a nurse that's going to be, you know, cranky like that. Um, I'm going to get up and get out of there. If she's going to administer yeah. end of life to somebody and says, I'm coming back for you, I'm not going to give you yeah. time to get back to me. I, I don't understand what people aren't aren't following here. I want to stay as far away from a hospital, a doctor, as I possibly can. Absolutely. I really do. Absolutely. Yep. And you're one of those ladies who teach that too. That's why you're teaching your I'm, health stuff. I'm going to have to sign off now. And, okay. And I'll, I'll be back shortly. Okay. All right. Thank you, Simone. All right. There goes uh, Simone Plout, and we appreciate her. She's been on several times, and Simone has uh, a similar deal to what Kate does in that she wants to help people stay healthy. And uh, as a result of that, um, you know, she's been out there teaching people how they can take care of their bodies so they don't need this healthcare system. I'm becoming more and more convinced, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm becoming more and more convinced that what we call the healthcare system, for the most part, is a devil's sorcery, for the most part. That doesn't mean everything in that system is necessarily bad. I know lives have been saved, and you know we're called. That is the positive aspect of the Sixth Commandment, to not murder, to not kill. Is to preserve life. Jesus said it himself, did he not? Remember the guy with the withered hand? Hold out your hand. And he made it well. And the Pharisees are there going, this guy's doing work on the Sabbath. And he's like, guys, what the heck are you talking about? You go and get a donkey out of the ditch. All right? You do that. The priests are out there, quote unquote, breaking the Sabbath. Now, you can say they're breaking this. I don't know that he meant to imply it in the sense that some people want to take it to. They were doing the job that God had given them to do. Does Jesus uh, intercede for us on the Sabbath? Yep, he surely does. <laughs> he intercedes before the Father on the Sabbath. You've got David and his band of merry men who are eating the showbread, which is supposed to be for the, for the priest, partaking of that. And he looks at them and says, you're a bunch of hypocrites. It, it, you know, some of the Jewish people thought it was enough to uh, stabilize a man if he was hurt really bad, but you couldn't make, help make him well. Now, how foolish is that? See, these are people who want to try to do this strict law thing rather than get the spirit of the law, which is, hey, there's more to it than this. And I've told you some of this stuff. People want to talk to me about theocracy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're, we're going to be a theocracy. Ultimately, it's either going to be under the commands of men and the devil, or we're going to be under the commands of God. What, what are we going to be under? Pick your side. Because there's only two to choose from, really. And the issue that we're finding out now is, is that men who have sworn oaths, again, Going back to Scripture, Jesus says, don't swear by heaven above or the earth, or don't even swear by the, 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 by the hair of your head. You can't even change one color of the hair of your head. Don't do that. Just let your yes be yes and your no, no. And I made mention of this earlier in the week with Jesus when he's before the Sanhedrin. He wouldn't open his mouth. He wouldn't answer their questions. And then what happened? The high priest stood up and he says, I put you under oath. He didn't ask him to take an oath. He said, I put you under oath. Tell us. Are you the Son of God, the Christ, who is to come into the world? And he said, it's just like you said, I am. I am. 
friends, I can't see anything in what's going on with the people we've had on the show here, such as Jeff Wyatt or John Aluni or Kate Shimrani or Simone Plout, that hasn't been to stand for being against the violation of the command, thou shalt not kill. Nothing. I, I've seen nothing about that. Now, have I seen in the BBC and the Daily Mail and the rest of those rags out there in, uh, in, in Europe media land, have I seen them be advocates for murder? You bet your bottom dollar I have. Every time they attack the people who are telling the truth about this stuff, they're advocates for murder. Every time they say, oh, this is just conspiracy theory, we're going to stand behind, um, I forget what the guy's name was. Yeah, I got a hair in my mouth. Matt something over there was caught with his mistress while he's telling you not to be out and doing things and this, that, and the other. And you got Boris Johnson, and now you've got this trust lady who stepped down because she can't handle a job. A little too much pressure on her or whatever. All these people, Justin uh, Trudeau Castro, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, yep, he's in it too. Pushing the jab, pimping the jab out, because that's what he's paid to do. He's an actor. Uh, you, you've got all these people doing these things. And by the way, um, I was going to say, uh, A-Ether, MF mentioned Freemasons. We're going to have a guy on. Uh, close by here, my pastor recommended him on Freemasons. He was actually in, he was actually a sixth degree Mason. Uh, some people will enter, and, and by the way, Kate has mentioned that when she called out Freemasonry, people turned white as a sheet, and they were like, "Oh, I don't want nothing to do with you." Uh, in the NHS over there, yeah, it's a real thing. It's not compatible with biblical Christianity. I don't care if the and we know there were some founding fathers who were. They were Freemasons. As far as I know, George Washington was like a third degree, and that's the best I can read. And after he attained that, he went like twice more, and then he quit going. I don't know if he figured out what was going on. I don't know. I, I wasn't around at that time. There are others. There are many presidents who have been Freemasons. There have been people in, you know, and there are all kinds of different branches and stripes of that. My uncle was one. I had good friends that I considered to be Christians, and I said, I don't understand how you can be a part of this when even the, the degrees you're in, you're telling me you have to keep this a secret. I said, does the Bible not say that God's going to reveal these things that are done in secret? Those things done in the dark, is he not going to put the light on? Yeah, he is. And God is putting the light on this genocide, this democide. It's really democide. It's the governments of the world, the fascist governments of the world, both in the in both in Europe especially, and in the United States and Canada, that are forcing this stuff on people. I don't read this going on in South America, folks. I don't read this going on in Central America. I I just I I yeah I've I've seen that I've seen that Mateo, I've seen the 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 image now George Washington obviously didn't paint that, um, but I've seen the image and I know what it represents. This ascending to godhood. I, I get it. It's very much Mormon-esque, if you will. Uh, very much Mormon-esque. And that believing... Look, I believe that we have the divine seed that's been given to us. The Bible says so. We have been made his children. We've been given a new birth. We've been ha our, our heart of stone has been taken out. We've been given a heart of flesh as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. That does not make us God, the one and only. He says, I am God. 
and there is none like me. None. There won't be any, there wasn't any before me, and there won't be one after me either. I am self-existing. I am the all-existing one. I need nobody to sustain myself. That's the God I serve. Who's the God you serve? Is he the one who changes from the Old Testament to the New Testament? Is he the vengeful, wrathful God in the Old Testament, but he's the loving, kindly, grandfather God of the New Testament? Is that the God you serve? Because that's not the biblical God. Jesus, the the book of Hebrews says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? You know, Jesus asked his disciples that himself. Um, He said, who do men say that I am? And they said, oh, some say you're Moses. Some say the prophet. He says, yeah, but who do you say that I am? And Peter looks at him and he says, well, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And what does Jesus do? He looks at him and he goes, Peter, flesh and blood, no man taught you that. But my father showed you that. Hmm. The father shows you who the Christ is. And who is the Christ? Let's just get it right. Okay, because I've dealt with some Jehovah's Witness over this issue. And I've taken you guys, I think we did a show on this, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, or the Logos, or I, th- I like to call it the logic. That's where, we get, that's where we get the word from, the logic. See, if you're illogical, if you're, if you're vi- in violation of logic, uh, you're, you're not obeying the Word, that's for sure. In the beginning... See, John 1.1, 1, 1, go and compare it to, to uh, Genesis 1.1 1, 1, in the beginning. In the beginning was God, right? He was there, and he spoke. He spoke his word. And all things are held together by the power of his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, who's he talking about here? Who is this word that John is speaking of? Well, he's speaking of the spotless Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow what he says here. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. He's not talking about God in the sense of the other persons of the Godhead, he's talking about this word because the whole context is about the word. So understand it this way. All things were made by the word. And without the word, him, was not anything made that was made. In him, the word was life. And how do I know this? You go to 1 John and read the first chapter of 1 John. John's the same writer, and he points out that this is Christ. In him the word was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man, now this is not the word, but there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is not John the writer, this is John the Baptist. The same came for a witness. Remember the Bible says, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is confirmed, right? 
Now, John says that the Father and the Spirit bear witness, just like the water and the blood do. That's two witnesses. But here's a man, John. He came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Through him, the Word. He was not that light. That's John was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. The light here is the Word, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was not in the world, and the world was not made by him. Excuse me. Uh, I had to mute Simone there. I guess her, her sound came up. Uh, he was not in the world, and the world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came into his own. That's the Israelites that were there, the people who were of the covenant at the time. And his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now, what I want you to notice here is this right here. Verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Remember, we're talking about the word. And the world knew him not. Now, who is that talking about? Is it not talking about the Son of God, the Lord Jesus? Yes, it is. And what does it say about the Lord Jesus? He was there in the beginning, and he made the world. He made the world, both things that are seen and things that are not seen. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. And I've got a guy who tells me, well, not everybody believes in your God. No, they believe that the God, that God exists, my God exists, because he made them. Romans 1, 18 and following, read it when you get a chance. And you'll see, God is telling you, they believe he's there. They suppress the truth about his existence in unrighteousness. And what does he do about it? He turns them over to their unrighteousness. To dishonor their bodies. They, they think they're wise, but they become fools. And he goes on and he says, As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And for all you free willers out there, when I'm talking about the free will, I'm using it in the theological sense. Listen to what he says. Which were born, not of blood... It's not about their pedigree. It's not about who their daddy was or their mama, nor of the will of the flesh. Let me tell you, if you're continuing to tout your free will to choose God, to submit to God, and blah, 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 you are in direct contradiction shaking your fist at the God who created you. You are. It is a gift of God. It is not you doing something. Man will take any little bit, even if it's a half a percent, to declare he's done something to save himself. That's what man wants to do. He naturally gravitates toward self-worship. And God's having none of it. Not of blood, not, not what your pedigree is, not of the will of flesh, not about you, nor of the will of man, but of God. How were people able to receive the Son of God? I'll tell you why. Because God did a work in their hearts. He changed their, you know, we had Brent Willer on. I loved what he said. He says, what did he say? Wiggle your willer. No, God didn't wiggle your willer. He gave you a new will. It was an act of mercy 
and grace on God's part to sinners. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. You have nobody to thank for that but God himself. You can't pat your back on, oh, I believed. Well, I, I was more spiritual, insightful. I, I was wiser. I was, you know, what, whatever the thing is you want to put there. You need to understand something. You are nothing. God has just simply shown you mercy. And as a result of that, what has he done for you? He's brought you into his family. Read Ephesians 1. He adopted you as sons and daughters into his family. Clothed you with the righteousness of his son. Yeah, listen to me. Uh, if you're out there and you go, man, you just don't know how bad I am, Tim. Well, you don't know how bad I am. Or even was. Are you any worse than Mary the prostitute? Are you any worse than Nicodemus running around with the religious leaders at the time? Are you any worse than Paul who was persecuting and killing Christians in the church? Let me tell you something, friend. If you haven't done any of that, you're not as bad as some of the people we read about in the Bible whom God's shown grace and mercy to. The question is this. Are you going to continue in that? Or are you going to repent? I, I can't tell you where Jeff is. I, I, I can't. I, I, don't, I don't know him that well enough to speak. And even if I did, I, I would, you know, I, men are deceptive. I don't know. But I know he stood for what was right, at least on these things here that we talk about. But the point is, is this. Has your life been changed? Because as Kate mentioned, you know, when Jeff said that he lived close to John and Lou, now, I don't know if you guys caught it, Kate said, well, at least you're close if the time comes. And she was kind of joking. Little did she know that within weeks that would actually be the case. I'm not talking about just preparing for death. I'm talking about preparing for life. Are you preparing for life? You better be preparing because I'm going to tell you what, it's coming to us. It's coming to us just as God said and just as we have warned here on the Sons of Liberty over and over and over. And you see it growing daily and people keep stopping their ears and saying, no, it's really not as bad as you say it is. And the false teachers get on television and tell you, oh, have your best life today. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling you right now, the clock is a little closer to midnight than some of you might think. And for some of you, it might be really, really close. This is why you need to repent. You need to make things right with God. I hope Bradley's going to be on with you at 3, 2 hours today. Be with the people of God. Read the Word of God. See you on Monday, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Talk to you then.